0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Welcome to Mind, Body, and Business, a podcast that explores topics, perspectives, and actionable insight. For a strong mind and healthy body along with empowering conversations to help you handle your business and today we are talking about your inner business. Most of us are familiar with a workout, right? Some type of exercise, you know, for me, that's a dance class. Maybe it's lifting weights, maybe it's swimming, walking your neighborhood, any type of physical activity. But have you ever heard of a work in yeah, just as important, if not more important than the workout. So Britt Daniels, wellness and fit coach, certified personal trainer and yoga instructor is going to break it down. Oh, he has some great information for us today. I cannot wait for you to hear everything he has to share. We're going to kick off that conversation shortly. But first, a very special mind, body and business check in. One thing that you can do that will benefit your mind, body and business. So if you are trying to Level up in each pillar of this podcast. Listen closely. Since I launched this podcast over a year ago, I have repeatedly mentioned in multiple episodes the importance of nutrition, how it impacts our focus, our ability to exercise, our mood, our creativity as business owners. And so when you prioritize eating healthy, it really does benefit multiple areas of your life, your mind, your body, your business. And if you are trying to lose weight, you know, maybe you fell off, you got distracted with the pandemic, dealing with some emotional challenges, eating in your feelings, or you just want to feel better. Maybe you feel weighed down and you feel like your whole body needs a reset. I have something so special to share and I've been sharing it for the past couple of weeks. Now, if you want to lose some real weight, feel better and keep it off this time. I'm talking 20 to 30 pounds. You need to listen up. I have a plan that will help you look better and feel better than you can remember. It's the D-Herbs Full Body Cleanse. It's not my plan. It's my homie's 80 Dolphins plan. The D-Herbs Full Body Cleanse isn't some crazy drink or fat diet. We see so much of that, and it can become difficult to differentiate what's real and what's not. And I am very serious about who I partner with on this podcast. I research the companies that sponsor this podcast because I want to make sure that the product or service they're offering can really benefit our listeners. And I truly believe that about the D-Herbs Full Body Cleanse. Uh, You won't have to starve yourself. The cleanse consists of seven all-natural, safe, and effective formulas, each designed to cleanse a particular part of your body. I'm talking your cardiovascular system, your lungs, your respiratory system, your liver, kidney, colon, digestive system, and so much more. Because when your body is operating at peak efficiency... It can help you stay physically and mentally fit. And doesn't that benefit your mind, body, and business? It can help increase your metabolism. I'm talking energy. And it can help you experience better digestion because who likes to feel sexy all over except for their stomach, just bloated? And this is also you can shed extra weight, feel more energetic, reduce junk food cravings, and have vibrant, glowing skin. All great bonuses. So, Quit struggling with yo-yo weight and impossible diets. The D-Herbs Full Body Cleanse has been helping people lose weight for over 15 years and you should be next. I'm talking thousands of five-star reviews online from people just like you and me. The results you'll experience after your first cleanse will be nothing less than transformative, and that's why D-Herbs has thousands of five-star reviews online. Get on the road to a cleaner, leaner you, and for a limited time, you can get a nice discount on the full body cleanse. Visit dherbs.com and use promo code Maria at checkout and save now. That's dherbs.com, D H. E-R-B-S and promo code Maria, M-A-R-I-A. And let's keep the conversation about doing your inside some good going. I'm excited to have fellow Urban One Podcast Network host. You can hear him on the Black Health 365 podcast with my girl, Jackie Page. He's here to talk about going beyond what we see in the mirror and doing the inner work. Wellness and Fit Coach, certified personal trainer, yoga instructor. Welcome to the Mind, Body, and Business Podcast, Britt Daniels.
1: It's a pleasure to be here, Maria. I can't thank you enough for being able to hold this space with me. Um, I'm excited to get into this conversation. There's a lot to be said, and I'm equally inspired by you. I know the list and titles go on and on, you know, Black people know about titles.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, (laughs) for sure, for sure. (laughs) I thought about this topic of working in. A lot of people talk about working out, but not a lot of people focus on working in. Stretching and rest in the mind and the healing work that happens. And I know that you have gone through a weight loss journey yourself. Tell me where you were when you started and why you... Came to the realization that, you know what, I need to lose some weight and get serious about my health.
1: You know, wellness in general, not only just weight loss, but wellness in general, I found it from a place of crisis. To take a step back, I come from a small city called Albany, Georgia, birthplace of Ray Charles. I had no concept of health or wellness most of my life, um, both mentally or physically. Um, My father was a a drill sergeant in the Marines. Um, We traveled a lot growing up from Georgia, Florida, Hawaii. And I was lucky to get a full academic scholarship to Georgetown University here in Washington, D.C. I don't want to be a politician and worked on a hill, Realized that wasn't for me. But long story short, all the traumas, all of the emotional turmoil and and turbulence that I had in my life that I didn't know how to address as a young black man spilled over when I had all that agency in college. And about two years into it, I fell into deep depression, anxiety, imposter syndrome, a host of other self-sabotaging things, of substance abuse being the number one. um, And I became very aware of how unhealthy I was. Um, And so about two years into college, after burning so many bridges and and, and feeling so lost, I decided to take a medical leave of absence. And I'm really happy I made that courageous decision. My father at the time got stationed in Japan. And even though we weren't on the best terms at the time, he was like, "Okay, you can come stay with me and get your life together. At the time, the first couple of months were real difficult. I was just pretty much wallowing in self pity for months on end. And then one day I just decided, hey, I just need to at least start moving my body. Take note, I never played a sport a day in my life. People look at me and say, dang, you look like you always been in shape.
0: You're giving action hero vibe. So just, yeah, you, you are giving <laughs> that. that. I love
1: <laughs> kind <of> the x <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's love. Now that's major love. Um, yeah, so I, I I didn't even know how to work out, you know what I'm saying? I started just getting out of bed and going on walks and then eventually I started going to a military base in the Yase, Japan. It was a Navy base and I'll just start getting on the elliptical because I was too scared to get on the gym floor. And so I'll just watch these Navy guys work out. But there's one Navy guy named, he was a Navy SEAL action named John, he'll come talk to me, black dude. He'll like, bro, you seem stressed out. You should try yoga. Again, I'm a black dude from the South. I didn't know what the hell yoga was, but I was like, i will do anything to get out of my head. Obviously I heard of it, but I didn't know really what it was. Yeah, Um, and I would start going to these yoga classes full of white women and Japanese women looking really out of place, but it spoke to me. And it was three aspects of it that spoke to me the most. I always had a lot of energy. I'm a Gemini, you know what I'm saying? So I always had a lot of a lot of energy and turbulence, but I didn't know how to direct it. I didn't have a vehicle or tool for understanding myself or even to communicate vulnerability. I was very violent. I was very angry. I was very explosive. And yoga is really, a, we're going to talk more about it, a science of self-inventory, both mm-hmm. mentally, in your consciousness, and in your body. A lot of people think yoga is just stretching. We're going to talk more about this. But it's three aspects of yoga that really speak to me. The, the, uh, the asanas, which are the movements, the intentional movement. The breath work, which we call pranayama. You know, our breath can be used to do so many different things for our physiological selves and mentally. You can use your breath to calm yourself down, energize yourself, go to sleep our breath is our most powerful tool for stabilization. And the last one is what we call meditation or dhyana. You know, a lot of people consider meditation to be, you know, something to silence the mind, but meditation is really a method and a system, a practice for coming becoming familiar with your mind. I fell in love with yoga, you know, and, it, and I started lifting weights and getting more into the gym to enhance my yoga practice. Sometimes people find yoga through the physical and they get into the spiritual. I found the spiritual and then got into the physical. Long story short, fell in love with it, started studying Buddhism, Daoism, meditation, uh, neuroscience, positive psychology, anything to give me a knowledge of self, completely ram- revamped my mindset as a man. And in that process, I lost over 70 pounds. Wow. Um, about it. Um, and long story short, came back to the States and wanted to pursue a career in helping others the same way that it helped me.
0: And just for you to talk about uh, meditation, because I always wondered that one of the biggest challenges that I hear a lot of people have with meditating is that they can't silence the thoughts because, you know, sometimes when you're trying to be quiet or even like when you're doing like a sound bath or you're just trying to listen to music and calm your mind, it's just it's hard to turn your mind off. Is there a certain practice where you're acknowledging the thoughts or actually trying to listen to the thoughts instead of muting them?
1: I love how you described that and positioned that question. Meditation is not a process of silencing your thoughts. The irony is when you tell your thoughts to be quiet, it's like a monkey. It's going to talk back. Mm
2: -hmm. And so in
1: that process, you start to learn that the best method of observing yourself is to sit in silence and listen. Um, I like to look at my thoughts as clouds passing in the sky, as cars driving by on the road. Yes, when you look at a cloud in the sky, you can recognize that's a part of your phenomenological experience, but you know for sure that's not you. So your thoughts come and go. They're fleeting. Our thoughts and our emotions, if you just sat in a room, just just listen to your thoughts. It's gonna say everything under the sun, you stink. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hungry. Your mind just talks like a child. And once you sit long enough, you start to realize those thoughts aren't you. And I like to say this, a fool who persists in his folly will one day become wise. And the longer you sit in the silence, you will start to recognize that you're greater than all those things. Mm -hmm. And that's the purpose of meditation. It's for us to become familiar with self so that we can step into our higher state of consciousness. The root word of yoga, thousands of years old, Sanskrit is Y-U-J, you, uh, huge, which means to yoke or to connect. It's to connect with a higher state of consciousness, uh, a light of awareness that doesn't make claims, no good or evil, it's just pure in its awareness. Japanese culture is such a big part of my life. You know, I'm a, I was always a big nerd growing up. I love anime and video games. And so yeah. having the opportunity to one go there was huge, but just to be in that space, that cultural historical space where mindfulness um, is so ingrained into the culture um, from, you know, 7-Eleven workers treat their jobs just as seriously as CEOs. I would say this word too. I had the privilege to be in that space at my worst period in my life. A lot of people go through things and they don't have that privilege. They just, they just lost in the sauce and they gotta keep going through it. I had the privilege to, even though me and my father weren't on the best terms and they didn't understand what I was going through and I felt all alone, I had the privilege to be in a space where I could sit still and feel everything. Yeah. Um, And being in Japan where all those resources were there made my experience um, all the more worthwhile. It was, you know, I don't wanna use the term too loosely, but the the entire experience really felt uh, biblical.
0: You talked about you and your dad not being on good terms. I have four children after becoming a mother, I gained a greater perspective of I'm going to need to show my parents some grace, just like I need my children to show me some grace. And I can think about parenting mistakes I've made and hoping they don't internalize them and hoping they don't think that, you know, I didn't love them and and things of that nature. Did yoga help you heal in ways you weren't able to heal before with your father? How did it change your relationship with your father?
1: I love that question so much. Yoga taught me so much compassion um, for myself, grace for myself and grace for the all life around me really that's the whole purpose of it we're we're trying to connect with our higher selves and and for me i personally believe that we're all connected at a very deep level yeah and um in that process of self-awareness you you also become more observant of the things around you and you start to realize that people in your life they're dealing with their demons as best as they possibly can too um and i think a lot of people especially a lot of young people um, they like to place blame on other people's lives. On they like to place blame on others. And even though someone have maybe have wronged you, um, it's your responsibility to show up for yourself and have accountability. And so now, me and my father, we're like, you know, it's like my little brother. Honestly, and I give him advice.
2: <laughs>
1: you know, <laughs> that's it's, your it's little crazy. brother. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say it like that. Yeah, I, call my dad. I talk to my dad like five times a day. You know what I'm saying? So I've been grateful to to see the transformation in our journey as father and son. um, And all the things I used to want to blame him about. Like that man was trying his best at that time period. And throughout his life, you know what I'm saying? And all I can do is show up for him in any way that is conducive to my values and self-respect and um, makes him feel good as a man. I
0: love to hear a black man speaking that way about another black man.
2: Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
0: Speaking of Black men, there's just just stigma about gender roles and what's manly and what's not. You know, I had the opportunity to have a therapist who happens to be a black man on the podcast in a previous episode, and he was just talking about gender roles and how mothers and fathers should stop saying, oh, you shouldn't cook. You should play with trucks and you shouldn't take gymnastics. You should go and play football. How can men get over this idea of yoga is a thing for women? Meditation and, you know, all that earthy feng shui stuff, that's for women because the practice of yoga and even the stillness is often associated with feminine energy and not male energy
1: i love how you describe that as well you know I, in, in the spiritual space we like to talk about a divine masculine and a divine feminine And you know socialized perspectives of masculinity the man is is hard is 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 a, is a logical thinker a problem solver a protector a provider women they hold space for softness emotional intuition but when you step back and look at the larger picture of what human consciousness is and being a human being is a truly self-actualized individual can have a marriage between both the masculine and the feminine that will optimize their lives. Um, and in that process, they create congruency between their thoughts and their actions that enhance the entire community. If if you're a man that believes you need to provide where well, you need to know how to communicate effectively and emotionally so that you can hold space for people. Um, so for me, before I got into yoga, I was a very, like I said, Gemini, very explosive, angry, violent person. Someone stepped in my Air Force. I feel like I needed to, 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 you know, Mm -hmm. react with with aggression. One can argue that's emotional. But through yoga, you become an observer. You know, I I like to say that most people are really only operating with reactions to the world, just like a pinball. They get knocked from side to side, react, react, react. Yoga practices like yoga, and I'll be real with you, it's not just yoga, it could be other things. It could be music. It could be art. Mm-hmm. It could be a martial arts. It could be a host of different things that allows you to become emotionally resilient so that you can step into the space of observation. When life and circumstances hit you, you can sit at it, look at it, analyze it, and then operate from there to make sure you know that you can de-escalate situations. And so um, for brothers who are listening to this or men who are listening to this, yoga, again, is a science. If that's how you got to look at it. It's a science of self-inventory. It is a science of consciousness. It is a science of physical movement. If that's how you got to look at it, if that's how you got to approach it, that will enhance your life.
0: I love how every time he said silence, he was like, he was bucking a little bit. You never (laughs) have the urge to smack somebody. I mean, even when you're calm. Oh, good.
1: I want to say this, you know what I'm saying? One thing I want to be clear about too is all this self-work I have done, I'm still from Albany, Georgia. Mm. yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so it's, I don't, I think it's it's very important for people, healers, yoga instructors, anyone, you yourself, trainers, that we don't have this narrative that, oh, I'm always emotionally intelligent. I'm always 10 toes right. down. And I'm all, I, like, I'm some type of stone Buddha that doesn't move. No, mm-hmm. life is, is, it's a spiral. You circle back yeah. in the same find deeper meaning each time and you, we try our best. So when you create a narrative that you're only this, when you're not that, who are you?
0: I can recall times in my life where I felt like I was just so healed and somebody got on my nerves and I'm like, ooh, you about to take me back to the old Maria. Um, but you know, what happens. So <laughs> yeah, thank you for acknowledging yeah. that. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiskali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiskali is right for you. I want to flip into the practical side of yoga. I still lift weights, but I'm mainly like dancing a lot now. And I have taken yoga classes and there's different types of yoga classes. And I'm going to let you get into that. But can you just talk about the importance of the practice of yoga and how it benefits you when you're trying to gain muscle mass through strength training or you're trying to be a better athlete? How does yoga benefit you? in those other areas, those modalities of physical exercise?
1: So there are, yeah, like you mentioned, different types of physical yoga practices. From the top, yoga is a philosophy. I just want to start there. Yoga is a philosophy that has many schools of thought. But one of those schools is the physical practice. Our physical postures is called asanas. And based on what your goals are, um, certain postures and and, uh, yoga practices are going to be better for you. You mentioned the the someone who wants to improve their physical strength, so they may be more attuned with Ashtanga style yoga, which is power based, um, and these movement patterns, which are very flowy, Warrior One, Warrior Two, very flowy. they almost look dancing. It looks like you know I don't know if you've, seen, if you've ever seen Avatar: The Airbender, but yeah, it, it uh, looks yeah. very flowy. But what it does, it strengthens your joints. It strengthens the muscles around your joints so that you become extremely functional in life. A lot of, um, you know, I'm a, I am dabble in bodybuilding as well and other training mm-hmm. styles, you know, but those things, some of those movement patterns aren't functional for life. Yeah. There's no lack, pull down in life. There's, you know, some of those, you know, so what I love about yoga, if you, if you break it down to a more physical sense, it's calisthenics, it's biomechanics. And so we get to optimize our, our vehicle, our vessel in life. And that's what I love about yoga. So if you're having, most Americans, have low back pain. Why do they have low back pain? Because mm-hmm. they're sitting in a chair all day. What happens when you sit in a chair all day? Your core becomes weak. Well, what can you do to strengthen that so you don't have low back pain? Your core and your glutes, your booty becomes weak. So mm-hmm. you need to strengthen your legs. You need to strengthen your glutes. You need to strengthen your internal muscles. And there are yoga postures that will do that work for you. Yeah. Now, You also mentioned someone who works out a lot and needs to slow the ass down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like curse. Mm-hmm. Fine. <laughs> so yep. the, Those people may need a little bit more of yin yoga, what we call, or hatha yoga, which is slower, focused more on our breath work, our pranayama, meditation, and longer stretches. While the power based classes may be a little faster, like dance, choreography, the yin classes, you're going to be holding some of these postures like three or four minutes so that your body can, I don't want to say stretch, I say release. What's cool about releasing our body? Is that neuroscientists are starting to look at yoga instructors and yoga yogis and see what happens yeah. at a neurophysiological level when you release certain places in your body specifically. I like to talk about the hips. We store an incredible amount of tension in the hips, mm-hmm. um, specifically the psoas muscles. Yeah. When you release those, science has shown that you can decrease cortisol, can help with anxiety, can help with depression simply from stretching that muscle. So I say that to say physical tension in the body that will translate to the mental.
0: And holding those poses, man, is a big deal. I took a Hatha yoga class and man, when I tell you, Britt, my whole body was shaking like booty meat. You know, I was yeah. just like trembling, like...
1: That's trauma leaving the body. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's like yeah. twerking. Yeah. That's yeah. trauma leaving the body. That's literally trauma yeah. leaving the
0: body. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting when you're talking about like a strong core and strong glutes, because, you know, Black women, they think just because your booty big and juicy, you got a strong, you know, there's muscles right. underneath there and you got to activate. Yeah, activate those muscles. I took a... um a mindfulness class. And I was just so surprised at how the visualization, even when you talked about thoughts being clouds and cars, you know, driving by, and they're just like kind of all a, a part of your experience. How can that benefit folks? Visualization yeah. combined with the meditation and the breath.
1: I love these questions, yeah, I'm a nerd. I'm I'm really big on like consciousness, neuroscience, like emotional intelligence, these are all the right questions. I didn't expect any of this, okay. Um, Yeah, so at at a neurochemical, at a neuroscience level, our prefrontal cortex is really this quantum computer for the human being, right? That allows us to really um, imagine infinite possibilities. Yeah. And through that intentional thought process visualization, you literally get physical reactions at a at a molecular level in your body. Yeah. Uh, visualization is so powerful for enhancing our experience in this life. Um, but it, it's like lifting a weight, though. It requires repetition, it requires work. Um, and so for me, I remember when I was at my lowest moments, you know, we call these affirmations. You know, um, I would visualize where I wanted to be in five years as though I could see it right in front of me daily. Mm,
0: I did that too. I still do that now. I'm looking at my three to five year self and it gets me excited. It keeps me inspired. It makes me want to keep going.
1: You know, at the end of most of my classes, I always end with this little uh, takeaway. You know, um, who would you be if you had everything in the world, all the material success, all the social recognition? How would that person wake up in the morning? How would that person talk to a homeless person on the street? How would they talk to a CEO? How would they open up the car door? And I just want people to just really embody what that would look like. We're all chasing out here. We're all trying to grab things and add them to our existence as though that makes us greater than what we already are. Yeah, I but love what if that. you recognize that you already are complete and whole?
0: And I think just the prompts of asking someone that, what if you had everything that you wanted? One thing that I really appreciated about one of the classes that I took and you're using a lot of big terms, okay? So someone who's never done a yoga class and is like, "Ooh, you know, this might be too deep for me," you know. And and I remember going into this one class. It was, um, oh, I can't remember. I have to look it up. But it was, it was, it was the yoga where it's like constant change of the poses. Bikram yoga. It might have been that. And I remember um, not getting one of the poses right, and the instructor coming over to me, and I was like, um, "I'm so sorry. I'm a beginner." And he said. We're all beginners. He just really gave me comfort in that moment. What encouragement would you have for someone who has never practiced yoga, not just physical yoga, but the full benefits of yoga, someone who may be intimidated by it, someone who may say, I'm not deep enough. I am not spiritually aware. I'm not where I need to be. Maybe I need to read some more books or maybe I need to go to Japan. What do you say to the beginner?
1: Yoga at its heart is about taking space for yourself because as we all know, there is no pouring from an empty cup. I always like to say in my yoga classes, we love our families, but fucking kids,
0: (laughs) what serves
2: you?
1: (laughs) You What is about you? What poor, what poor? Yoga is about self-awareness. I always tell people too, when they're in my classes, if you want to just lay on your back and breathe, but consciously just breathe, I've done my job as an instructor. You don't got to do all these postures that may not be accessible for you. Take space for yourself. Listen to yourself. Mentally, listen to your body, physically, that's what yoga is. It's to, again, yoke, to connect with your higher self. There doesn't have to be this deep philosophy around it. And the words of my grandma, sit your little ass down. Mm-hmm. I love
0: it. <laughs> I love it how you go from like, you know, super monk spiritual, and then you take it back to the black Albany, Georgia side. I just I yeah. love how you did
1: it. Listen, <laughs> listen, I talk trap yoga. Yoga's all about authenticity. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to be no esoteric monk sitting in the mountains. bless <laughs> those brothers for giving us this tradition. But um, I talked Trapiola yesterday and we was playing OJ the Juice main and Gucci and <laughs> that speak to me. And people, they was vibing and at the same time, they was relaxing. So, yeah.
0: This has been such a wonderful conversation and the foundation of this podcast is actionable insight. And I want people listening, no matter where they are in their wellness journey, to feel like they can take something from every episode and put it into action in the moment. I want to ask you for Three resources for folks to get started on their yoga experience. And one of one of the resources, a particular book that you've read that you think was like the greatest source of self-discovery for you in your yoga journey, and then give me two more resources.
1: Books, and this is part of my yoga teacher training that's foundational to the yoga philosophy, is uh, The Heart of Yoga. Um, you can look that up was another one Um, of course the yoga sutras is just where the yoga practice comes from itself. And uh, when you read the yoga sutras, you obviously have to use um, commentators is commentators because some of it is very old ancient writing. Yeah. Um, And then coming from the ancient philosophy as well as the Bhagavad Gita, which is an ancient uh, Hindu book. Mm. Um, And so those are three foundational books when it comes to yoga as a philosophy, the heart of yoga, the Bhagavad Gita, which is like almost a religious text. And um, um, I just blanked on the last one, I just said it, but. The
0: one you said <laughs> but- that you need a commentator for, is that? Yes, the yoga
1: sutras, yes, okay, thank yeah. you, the yoga mm-hmm. sutras. Okay, all right. So those are some, some books that I encourage people to, to look into and you can find commentations on them online on YouTube as well. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of other resources, using that term strictly, every community, most communities, most cities have a yoga studio. I believe wellness is mind, body and community, social connection. And so if you want to enhance your yoga practice, yes, you can go online and there are thousands of yoga classes online and everything, but um, there's nothing like having that in-person interaction if, if you feel safe being in person with people. Um, so I encourage you to go to your local yoga center um, and, and meet people and speak with the instructors and hear their stories. And um, another online resource is organization I work with called Art of Living. It's a website that has a variety of different resources books lectures and events um, on on yoga philosophy it's called the art of living
0: that's good stuff britt daniels thank you so much for your time and your insight your good energy i know you have blessed so many of our listeners how can folks follow you on social media and get more information if they're interested in coaching your yoga classes if they're in the dc area i'm sure you travel as well every now and then how can folks stay connected with you
1: Yeah, so you can find me on all social media platforms and my website, ProfitFitness.life. Again, that's ProfitFitness.life. My name is Britt Daniels, B-R-I-T-T, two Ts. Um, And yeah, I'm based out of Washington, D.C. I'm a wellness director here, and I host and cultivate spaces of wellness in all different types of aspects. I'm a Lululemon ambassador. I work directly with the mayor's office. The list kind of goes on and on. I don't want to talk your head off, but we're here. Oh,
0: just beautiful. (laughs) Going, keep
1: going, keep going. <laughs> we're, you know, we here to create space for people, I and I'm just it. happy that I'm doing it in such an abundant way.
0: Thank you again for your time and continued blessings to you. I appreciate
1: you. Mary. Peace namaste, and I'm staying love.
0: Be sure to write it down. Profitfitness.life to stay connected with all things Britt Daniels. Again, really appreciate that conversation. So much insight and encouragement. Well, that's a wrap for this episode of Mind, Body, and Business. Make sure you follow and share. All right, new episodes drop every Wednesday. I would also greatly appreciate some love on Apple Podcasts. You can write a review and submit a rating. And you can stay connected with the Mind, Body, and Business podcast on Instagram and Facebook at Pod. As always, I enjoyed this time with you. Truly appreciate your ear and look forward to another empowering conversation on the next episode. Take care. Mind, Body, and Business is an Urban One Incorporated Reach Media production hosted by me, Maria Moore. Follow me at Maria Moore, M A R I A M O R E, on Instagram. Executive produced by Maria Moore and Jahi Whitehead. Senior Director of Podcast Operations, DeAndre Smith. Supervisory Producer, Colby Cobb Tyner. Director of Sales and Corporate Partnerships, Michelle Marino. Integrated Marketing and Partnerships, Lori Flowers, Laura Lopez, and Brittany Jackson. Digital marketing, Walter Gaynor, J.R. Davis, and Tim Hall. Music produced by Jamal J. So Smith. Thank you for listening to the Mind, Body, and Business Podcast.